0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Elaine and this is our time for Bible Sharing. This is episode 40 titled, What It Means to Follow Christ. Our modern-day definition of following Jesus looks very different than it did 2,000 years ago, especially in the Western world. For many, we attend church occasionally, open up the Bible even less. This is a far cry from the devotion Christians in the early church showed because for them, it was a way of life. It needs to be a way of life for us all as well. So how do we define what it looks like to follow Jesus? You might be surprised to learn that the definition hasn't changed. To follow Jesus today looks the same as it did then. Truly following Christ requires everything we have. It is total dedication of our life and our resources to the cause of Christ. It requires our willingness, our commitment, and our faithfulness. Jesus called people to follow him, many of whom became his disciples. We read in Matthew 4, verse 18 to 22. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were cast in a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said When Jesus called his first disciples, he called four ordinary fishermen to join him on his journey. He made a simple call to follow, and all four men immediately left their work, belongings, and people to follow Jesus. When he calls us to follow him, nothing matters as much as our relationship with him. We read in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So, to truly follow Christ is to put him first in our life and to surrender to his lead. As the disciples followed Jesus wherever he went, we are to do likewise. The rich young ruler in Mark 10 had found confidence in keeping the commandments and doing good yet despite the high opinion he held of his own virtue he came looking for the way into the kingdom of god and eternal life because jesus loved this man as he does you and me he told him the truth we read in mark 10 verse 20 to 22. teacher he declared all these i have kept since i was a boy Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus understood the rich young ruler's heart condition and he knew exactly what needed to be prescribed. Jesus revealed that in all his striving, the rich young ruler had not kept the first two commandments, to have no other God and to not make any idols. His life was all about the present, all about possessions, and all about himself. These were his idols, and Jesus was asking him to give them up and follow him. The kingdom of God demands A man or woman's first allegiance before spouse, before children, before business, before career, before money, before anything else. The rich man's first allegiance seems to have been to the acquisition and maintenance of his wealth, so much so. In fact, Mark tells us he went away sorrowful from his conversation with Jesus, for he had great possessions. When people were interested in what Jesus had to offer them, he put out a call to follow him. We read in Mark 8, verse 34 to 35. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Jesus was speaking to a crowd about the cost of following him. In fact, he gave three actions, commands for following him in the verses we just read in Mark eight, deny self, take up one's cross and follow him. The first step in following Jesus is to forget oneself and interest. This completely goes against our flesh's desire because our flesh will tell us to put self first, to seek out our own interest. But Jesus calls us to a different way of life. He calls us to a life that puts aside self to seek God and serve others. After denying self, we are to take up our cross, which essentially means to die to self and conform to the example of Jesus showed when he sacrificed himself on the cross. Again, Jesus modeled the sacrifice of self for the salvation of others. Jesus said in Luke 14 verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. He concluded this passage in verse 33 by saying, In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Does it really mean that we have to hate our family members? Hardly. It means we have to value him more than we value anything or anyone else. Jesus said that when we follow him, we will experience persecution for his sake. We read in John 15, verse 18, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. In Matthew 5, verse 10, we read, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 44 tells us, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 12, Paul tells us, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Persecution is uncomfortable. Following Christ may mean we are ridiculed by those who are closest to us. Jesus continues to extend to us the invitation to follow him. Whatever else it is that we hold on to, that we worship, that we put ahead of following Jesus must be left behind. When we make a commitment to follow Christ, we commit to making his chief aim ours as well. And that's to be a fisher of men, to point people to God. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you.